Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. There's some people here who've got either kidney or lung conditions, either asthma or breathing issues, congestion, lack of uh, capacity in your lungs, or kidney um, issues. Who's that today? If you've got any of those, just lift your hand down. I want to pray a prayer of faith with you right now. Oh God, just keep it up right now. I feel faith in the house right now. Just, just the rest of the congregation, just start to speak the name of Jesus right now, because Jesus is our healer. And I, we're going to pray for Barbara. If you're standing near some of the hand raised, just go and reach out in faith. Go and put your hand of faith with them. You've got lung. I felt there's issues with your lungs of breathing capacity, congestion. Down the back, find someone with their hand raised. I don't want them standing on their own right now. We're a family here. There's someone in the middle here. Come on, move and join with them right now. If they've got their hand raised, please join in faith right now. Let's be a body right now. Step out from where you are and let's join together. Let's surround them with faith right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we declare by faith your healing power right now over those that have raised their hands. Lord, they have lung issues. Lord, they have lack of capacity. Lord, there is asthma. Oh God, I just believe in Jesus' name. Let your healing power come. Lord, open up. Breathe on them, Lord, so that their lung capacity will increase. That infection will go. That asthma will be broken in the name of Jesus. Lord, we believe for that in the name of Jesus Christ. Right now, Lord, we curse that condition and we release your healing power in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let them take some deep breaths now and they'll know. If you're being prayed for, take some deep breaths right now and just let let the, the, the breath of heaven fill your lungs right now. Jesus, we declare your healing power. Lord, some that have got kidney issues, Lord, I just pray for you to touch them, that blood condition, in the name of Jesus. Lord, someone else has a liver issue right now. Lord, they've got, Lord, damage in their liver. I pray right now your healing power. Right now, if you've got a liver condition, just reach out to heaven right now. Lord, touch their liver and restore it in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we break that limitation over their body and I release your healing power. Lord, touch Barbara in hospital in Brisbane. Touch her with your healing power in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray you touch her kidneys and Lord, bring peace to her right now in that hospital bed and believe for your breakthroughs in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let's just lift our hands and thank him right now. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, you're our awesome God. Lord, I thank you now. See yourself free. See yourself doing things you couldn't do before. Lord, I thank you for, Lord, faith vision right now, for releasing people, Lord, to be able to function, to exercise, to work, to do things, Lord, that maybe they had limitations on before because you are our healer. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Oh, amen, amen. There's faith in this house. Let's take our seats. God is so good. While we're worshiping, I glanced over and saw Emma over here. Emma's only been here a few weeks and gave your heart to Jesus. I just saw you singing those songs with all of your heart. But only knowing Jesus, it's only a few weeks, isn't it? Is it two weeks? Three, three weeks. Three weeks. She's counting. She knows better than me because Jesus has so impacted Emma's life. And there she was just singing with her face just beaming, Probably new songs, doesn't know all the words, but just following on and singing with all your heart. And that just shows me that Jesus has changed your life. And there's so much more. He's given you faith to keep on growing and changing. And we're going to believe for your body to start to function better, your soul to be free. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. God is so, so good. 
Well, it's warming up, isn't it? It's awesome. Spring's just around the corner. And uh, Tony Wentz here, and he's got an awesome property of 640 acres an hour west of Harvey Bay here. And uh, this Friday night and Saturday, some of the families and men are, are going to go camping out there. So if you're interested in doing that, Tony, you're down the back. You put your name on a list and just have some fellowship on Friday and Saturday together. It's good to get out in the bush and just enjoy. You ready for the Word of God? Turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. Well, that's got my attention. As a Christian, I want to please God. I don't want to have God against me. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. So that, asks, that gets me asking, what is faith? Let's read the rest of this verse. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. The Amplified says, And without faith it's impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes to near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. When the Bible says that we can't please God without faith, we need to understand what this means. Let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's help. Lord, right now we ask, Holy Spirit, you would teach us and give us greater understanding on what faith is, how we can please you, Lord, by our life, by our walk, by our lifestyle, by our words. God, we want to please you. We don't want to have you against us. We want to please you. Lord, we want, to, we want to grab your attention by the faith that you've given us and that we grow in it in the name of Jesus. Amen. When I think about that, what is faith? Faith is. I've got some really, really good news for you. Sometimes when you start to preach on prayer or faith, people think, oh boy, I don't have much of that or I haven't prayed much or I'm not full of faith. And so you sort of start to get the whole condemnation and thinking, oh, well, here we go again, something to stir up my faith. Hey, I've got really good news for you. The Bible says in Romans, God has given to every one of us a measure of faith. The good news is you've got faith sitting here right now. You got up today and you said, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to worship God and and let his word touch my heart. That is faith. You, you, You have faith when you worship and praise our God who you can't see with your physical eyes. That's faith in action. Every time we give off tithes and offerings to God, that's faith in action. Every time we pray, that is faith in action. So God says we've all got a measure of faith. So that's awesome. That is really good. So again, just put aside that fear saying, oh boy, I don't have any faith. God says, I've given you a measure of faith. The challenge is, do we know how to use it? Do we know how to grow in it? And do we know how to release that so that it pleases God? And it says he rewards those who walk by faith and diligently seek him. So what is faith? That's a good question. Go back to verse 1 of Five verses earlier, the Bible tells us, Hebrews 11.1, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Wow. So in other words, it's not just seeing stuff with our natural eyes. Thank God for the gift of eyesight. What an amazing, amazing gift it is. We're in Brisbane this week for a uh, training leadership conference and uh, we had Dr. Mark Rutland from America there and and uh, he's written 15 books and led two amazing Bible colleges and churches. And so he taught um, four days intensive. 
He put eight days into four days. I went through two borrows. Doug's computer gave up halfway through the week, says, I've had enough, no more. <laughs> and for our brains and hearts were... But he was a man of faith. And he taught us some amazing stuff of leadership and how to grow. But one of the days we were walking through um, the Queen Street Mall, just having some lunch. And there was an, a gentleman, he wasn't real old, maybe in his 40s, but he was clearly blind and he had a walking cane. And he was just walking through the crowd and people had to see, had a real big, big long walking cane. And going through, I thought, Lord, touch him. And once again, I said, thank God for the gift of sight. And my heart just went out to him. I thought, what a gift it is to see naturally. But how even more amazing is it to have the eyes of faith that you can see spiritually? You can see what is not yet now. You can see it by faith and see it coming and happening. So you, your spiritual eyes are open. The Amplified of Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. The conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Wow, that's faith. So when God promises you healing, you might be sick in your body right now, but faith can take you to that place of healing. So we're not limited just by the natural facts. We then start to step in by the Spirit to see things that are not yet in the natural, but we see them in the, in the Spirit. And the whole chapter of Hebrews 11 goes through the whole hall of fame of faith. And it says, God showed faith when he spoke the world into existence. Let there be light. And the universe came into his How awesome is our God? He's a God of faith. The message says, in verses 1 and 2, Hebrews 11, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. Wow, that's powerful, eh? It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. Wow, and you need to read through Hebrews 11. It stirs my heart every time I think of Moses and, and David and, and Rahab and, and all the amazing people who did acts of faith. Some of them were just very ordinary people, some very broken people, some were kings and leaders, but they lived by faith. And we can learn from And I thought, wow, it sets you above the crowd. Who's been watching the Olympics? How awesome is that? We've seen some amazing, amazing feats of uh, speed, of breakthrough endurance. We talked last week about the Fijian rugby team. And uh, Peter preached a great message last Sunday night on that majority, if not all of those were Christians. At the end, when they won the gold medal, they get in this huddle and there they are singing. We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the Lord. We have overcome. And they're singing it in Fiji and then in English. And the cameras are on it going all over the world. These guys just singing. And then there's tears running down their face. Their hands are right. Then they break into spontaneous prayer and thanks to God. And they played it for about two minutes. I thought, Lord, that is so, so awesome. Yesterday. Usain Bolt won his ninth gold medal over the three Olympics. What an amazing guy. But did you see what happened after they won the relay? The four of them get in a huddle. They are very clearly praying and thanking God for the capacity of their gift to win the gold medal. They've got their eyes closed. They're in this huddle. 
and then you hear, clear them, hear, clearly hear them say amen, and then they let out a cheer, and then they go dancing and celebrating on their victory. But before they did that, they stopped and thanked God, because most of those guys are Christians as well. And so I thought, wow, when you give who you are to God, He takes you and achieves amazing things. And we mightn't ever win an Olympic gold medal, but boy, we can walk the walk of faith and achieve amazing things. And if we're pleasing to God, who knows what He can and will do through us. What a privilege. And there's many other stories of God's breakthrough and grace. Um, Michael Phelps, the amazing swimmer. Some of you heard his story, how that after London Olympics, he retired. And then sadly, even though he'd won all those gold medals, he went into depression, got into alcoholism and drugs, and was considering taking his life until God spoke to a friend of his who was a um, NFL gridiron football player who was a Christian. He went round, knocked on his door the night he was considering suicide and persuaded him to go to rehab. He became a Christian and turned his life around. That's why he ended up at these Olympics. Otherwise, he would never have been there. So winning all those gold medals before never fully satisfied his soul. Let me tell you, we are created to live a life of abundance through Jesus Christ. And faith in him is greater than all of those other things combined. Faith is not just positive thinking and positive confession. It is not just mind over matter or relying only on someone else's faith. All those things can be valuable and important. All things are possible to him that believes. Faith is believing and trusting God and his words. Faith is not the opposite of negativity. Faith overcomes fear and negativity. And I read this in the Word for Today this week. Elizabeth Elliot wrote, Only in acceptance lies peace, not in resignation. There's a big difference. Author Keith Davis writes, Resignation is surrender to fate. Acceptance is surrender to God. Resignation lies down quietly in an empty universe. Acceptance rises up to meet the God who fills that universe with purpose and destiny. Hallelujah. Resignation says, I can't. Acceptance and faith says, God can. That's how we live. No matter what limitations, what restrictions, what physical and mental, emotional issues in our lives or our families, God says, He can. And when faith will connect you with the impossible to what God is, and then we walk the journey of faith. And many of you are alive today or have got stories to tell because you've walked by faith. And God says, hey, there's more. There's much, much more. Resignation paralyzes the life process. Acceptance releases the process for its greatest creativity. Resignation says, it's all over for me. Faith and acceptance says, now that I'm here, Lord, what next? I love that. No matter where you are right now, say, what next? God wants to lift you up. Resignation says, what a waste. Acceptance says, in what redemptive way will you use this mess, Lord? Or as one preacher said, he turns your mess into a message of faith and life and hope. We want a testimony, but you've got to go through a test to get a testimony. We want the testimony without the test. And use this faith in the journey. And that's how God's power, and you'll hear a great testimony tonight of Lester, how God saved him and, and set him free and has taken him through this journey. Resignation says, I'm alone. Acceptance and faith says, I belong to you, Lord. So faith is, it's that trust, it's including God. Secondly, faith without works is dead. Let's read these verses out of James, because this is really helpful and insightful. 
James 2.14. Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? I've heard some people do all the right Christian, faith, religious talk and their lives are an absolute chaotic mess. I think, what are you doing? You're saying it, but you're not living it. For instance, you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half starved and say, good morning, friend, be clothed in Christ, be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? Well, that still says it like it is, eh? I can already hear one of you agreeing by saying, sounds good. You take care of the faith department, I'll handle the works department. Not so fast. You can no more show your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from my works. Faith and works, works and faith fit together hand in glove. What a beautiful picture. So if you're praying for provision, you don't sit there for three weeks out in the front veranda waiting for someone to show up with a with $1,000 to give you. You pray for provision and Monday he says, go and look for a job. Use the gifts I've given you. Start exercising your faith. Do something with it. And that's what God will say. Do I hear you professing to believe in the one and only God, but then observe you you complacently sitting back as if you had done something wonderful that's just great demons do that but what good does it does them do them use your heads do you suppose for a minute that you can get cut faith and works in two and not end up with a corpse on your hands Mm. wasn't our ancestor abraham made right with god by works when he placed his son isaac on the sacrificial altar isn't it obvious that faith and works are yoked partners that faith expresses itself in works. That the works are works of faith. The full meaning of believe in the scripture sentence, Abraham believed God and was set right with God, includes his action. It's that mesh of believing and acting that got Abraham named God's friend. Is it not evident that a person is made right with God not by a barren faith, but by faith fruitful in works? Well, what a great passage of scripture. Faith without works is dead. And so faith is trusting and believing God. And, and if you've got this faith to believe for something, you've got to act it out. You can pray, pray a prayer of faith for everyone to get saved, but if you don't go and share Jesus with someone, invite them to church or, or uh, sow some words into their life, how's it going to work? So God fills us and then flows through us, and we understand that. Faith grows as we use it or exercise. It's like a muscle. It's the language of the Holy Spirit. Um, I've shared before, but on January, Mary Lynn and I decided to buy push bikes because uh, she had a little, uh, knee operation. I'd done an Achilles tendon last year, and the physio said, one of the best things is to get a push bike and go riding. We thought, great idea. Then we went and bought them, and then we realized we hadn't ridden for 40 years. <laughs> so we had to take a bit of a step of faith to get on those bikes and wobble around the back streets for a while and make sure we didn't run into anything. But after a few days, we sort of ventured down the mobility corridor, now we're riding up to 20 kilometers at a time around the uh, uh, mobility corridor and the pathways around and feeling fitter and stronger all the time. But we could have had a great idea, written as, written as one of our New Year's goals, we're going to get a bike and ride 25 kilometers a, a week. That's what I wrote down. But until we went, actually went out and bought the bike and learned how to ride again and then did it and then 
get out and do it when you're tired or you're not feeling like it or the wind's howling in your face. You think, oh, we won't do it today. Then tomorrow you're tired and you can put it off for weeks and all of a sudden you've lost the process. If you wait till everything's in right order before you exercise faith, you'll never do it. Faith is stepping up and doing what God's called us to be and do and just keep doing it. And so uh, if you want to be a great musician for God, guess what? You've got to learn how to play an instrument. You've got to practice and then play and then step in and start serving and using whatever gift God has given us. And so faith is action. It's works. It's exercising that muscle and using it, praying the prayer of faith, believing for people to get healed and restored. It's acting it out. Secondly, faith will be tested in this life. You ever notice when you want to step out in a step of faith, that week is all hell breaks loose. Everything happens. Your, your thoughts start to run wild. People come and start to put you down. Everything you try gets, because the enemy will contend with you and say, are you really serious about this? And God will allow a testing to come so that you find out just what you have and don't have. God's testing is not to be mean. It's to help you understand where you are on the journey of faith or trust or breakthrough. And he does that so that we press in and grow more. But so many people give up instead of getting stirred to step up. There is a journey of faith that we are all walking and living. God allows tests to happen so we can grow as strong. And as I was preparing yesterday, I remember that song we used to sing. I walk by faith. Each step by faith. I, I live by faith. I put my trust in Him. Every step I take is a step of faith no weapon formed against me shall prosper every prayer i make is a prayer of faith and if my god is for me who can be against me i walk by faith and it reminded me that walking by faith is a step-by-step day-by-day journey some of you think wow i'm gonna need faith when the financial or health crisis comes. I'm going to need faith when one of our kids is facing a calamity or a, or a serious issue in their life. I'm going to need faith when the, when the difficult things come. Faith's not just for the impossible. Faith is for daily living. And if you learn to walk by faith every day, when the big mountains come, you will have the faith to step in and overcome them. If you don't walk by faith every day... They're going to swamp you. And you'll be ringing up all your friends and on Facebook saying, help, help. It's okay to get some prayer of faith to agree with you. People agree with you. But if you're walking by faith, you're not going to be overcome by the challenges that come. They will test you. You'll have to press into God. You'll have to exercise that muscle more. How, how desperate do you pray when you get the message back from the doctor that one of the kids has got a serious illness? All of a sudden, boy, you pray. You pray. You cry out to God. But God says, walk by faith every day. It's a growing journey. And as you learn to do that, His courage, His strength, His help, His hope, He gets you to start to see as He sees. All of a sudden, everything is different. Faith also believes and speaks. So when you've got faith in your heart, you will change your confession. I can tell fairly quickly how strong my faith muscle is or how strong and consistent you are in your faith walk by what you say. We, if you listen for a little while, you can tell how strong people's faith is. 
We all have challenging days. We think, oh, boy, I'm overwhelmed. But if you've got a faith muscle going, you're trusting God, you will quickly bounce out and say, this is a great challenge, but your word says that I can be an overcomer. Your word says that you're going to walk with me and by faith I will be restored and made whole. So you start, faith will be shown by how you speak, what you speak over yourselves. That's why some people just speak all this negativity and limitation and fear and pain. You might feel it, but take that to God and don't keep speaking it over yourself or over everyone else around you. And some people just get so swamped by the the, just challenges the needs the financial uncertainty across our nation or the world and they live there instead of saying god this is a great challenge but you're a greater god and we're going to believe for an answer and a breakthrough that's faith in action that's faith in action you've got to keep stirring yourself and saying god your word says you have promised by your stripes i am healed by your grace you will be with me every day whether i feel it or not By your grace, there's household salvation. So, God, we believe for everyone to come into you. It's a choice. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe, and therefore we speak. We speak out of the faith that God's given us in our lives. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. There's a couple of verses that we often pray when people respond to Jesus at the altar. Romans 10, 9 and 10. It's a very powerful truth. If you believe with your mouth, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart you believe and are justified. It's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So it's when you believe in your heart and then you speak it out. That will show me where the faith level is in our lives. Faith is not denying reality. If you're sick, you're sick. And I remember years ago we met a couple that helped lead Mary Lynn to the Lord. And this is many years ago. And they had this whole faith confession trip, but they ended up just getting a bit out of balance. And they're walking around the house saying, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. And they were so sick, they could hardly walk. There's stuff coming out of their noses and everything. And they were really, really sick. And I wasn't that long a Christian. I thought, that doesn't make sense. They're sick. Why are they saying they're not sick? They are sick, but the Word of God says, by your stripes, I can and will be healed. That's faith, not denying reality. It says, Abraham faced the reality he was too old to have a child. So he didn't deny it. He faced that, but then he said, but God, your promise is greater, and I believe that you're going to provide, make a way for me to have a, a child. That's true faith. That's true faith, not denying something that is very clearly facts. But facts and truth are different. Facts is the reality of what's in front of you. Truth is adding God's power and promise and truth to the equation, and then all of a sudden you get breakthroughs and things change. That's true faith. So don't be weird and and deny reality. Face reality, but don't live there. Bring God's word and promise and truth to bear it. That's that's faith. That's how we're called to live. That's faith confession. So if if you've got no money in the bank, you've got no money in the bank. But God, you promised to be my provider. I'm going to believe for a way that you're going to provide and make a way. That's faith in action. And we declare that. We believe it. And that's why I love the word of God, because it's 
Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we come to church on Sundays and get our hearts stirred up. We hear the word. That's why you do devotions and journal every day. That's why we sing faith songs that have got scriptures in them. That's why we, we get together in life groups and discuss the word of God. That's why we, we keep filling ourselves with the word of God. Because this is a really powerful verse in Hebrews 4 verse 2 it says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Wow, so all this crowd were hearing it, but it was only once those who added faith and said, God, I believe that you can do that and overcome the facts and the challenges and the schemes of the enemy against me. They're the ones that had breakthrough. Others heard the word but didn't put faith with it, so it was just words. So it's not just the word that will change you. It says those who know the truth and the truth will set them free. So when you know the truth, in other words, you understand it and the, the implication you experientially put it into practice, that's when you'll come into freedom. So just quoting a scripture is not going to change your life if you don't put faith with it and believe that, God, you're going to work on this and bring it transformation. It says you've got to mix the word with faith and that's when breakthrough happens. But the word will help stir up your faith. You'll listen to it and you'll be encouraged. Mark eleven twenty two. I love this one. In the Amphite says, Jesus replied, have faith in God constantly. Uh-oh. Not just when you're in church and everyone's praying and the music's going, thinking, whoa, I can take on the world. Lord, I know you're going to help me. How are you doing on Tuesday night? When the outward hasn't changed yet, but your spirit's wrestling through this. It says, have faith in God constantly. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, Whoever says this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart in God's unlimited power, but believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. Wow, now is that a physical mountain? We don't have physical mountains. Harvey Bay doesn't even have any mountains, so we can't practice this verse very well. But boy, we have some mountains of violence and, and brokenness and debt and sickness and fear. And trauma, we have a whole lot of those sort of mountains, so we need to start speaking to those mountains and say, Holy Spirit, what is the faith and how do we see those broken things restored? What mountains have you got in your life that are like hurdles? You thought you were running a, you thought you were setting out in a nice, easy run, all of a sudden there's all these meter-high hurdles in front of you. Faith will give you a way over or around or through those things that hinder us. It goes on. And it says, for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. Wow. So as we wrap it up today, faith is not just for miracles or breakthrough. It's for daily living in the grace and freedom of Christ. Have faith in God constantly. Some people have faith in their money. They have faith in their jobs. Some people have faith in their gifts. It's called self-reliant. Some people have faith in their education. Well, I'm educated. I know what to do. That's great. That equips you and gives you confidence. But if you rely on that and not God in the middle of it, you're not going to be a breakthrough and overcomer. God says, have faith in God. Some of you have got amazing skills and gifts and opportunities some of you are doctors and teachers 
and nurses, some of you are incredible business people, you're creative, you have got compassion, you've got intellect to create and make and design and fix things. What an amazing gift. Computers, they baffle me. This morning I tried to turn my computer on and it wouldn't go. Just beep, beep. I'm so thankful I printed out a copy of my sermon last night. Otherwise, I would have been preaching by faith today with no notes. <laughs> I've got an idea, but I don't take it to, to Aaron or to Zach or someone. They say, oh, what, did you try this? Let me try that. I had no idea to try that. It won't turn on. How can I try that? It won't turn on to try it. I say, you do this and this, and you hold those two buttons down together, and all of a sudden it'll kick to life. I say, well, I didn't know that. That's a gift. Whatever capacity or gift God's given you, surrender to God and add faith to it and see what He can do to bless people. Have faith in God constantly, even when the challenges, disappointments, delays, failures, and other people try to question your faith. One more thought to wrap it up. How awesome is when you see a man or woman of faith? They inspire me. But how awesome is when you see a couple that agree in faith, a husband and wife, your prayer partner, your good friend, you get together and just agree together. And Marilyn and I have had times where we've agreed in faith for our children to find Jesus or to walk through the ups and downs of life. When the principal rings you again, you think, uh-oh, what's he done this time? So you go in and sit down and say, let's find a plan to get some education into this child, you know. Exercise faith. When accidents happen, Tim got bitten by a snake twice. Off to hospital. Thank God it wasn't too dangerous, but maybe he's so tall there wasn't enough venom to take him out anyway. <laughs> but you pray in those times saying, Lord, help. But how awesome is when, when a husband or wife or a couple, or, how awesome is a family they get together and pray? How awesome is that? And Rachel's not here today because she's been away at a wedding with friends on the weekend and but I remember when we had a little cat Simba I'm not a great cat person but Simba was a special cat we had this little cat and it was Rachel's birthday present and then a couple of years afterwards he came in he couldn't walk it looked like he had a tick and he was dying so off to the vet a couple of days up there and a few hundred dollars in bills they did all the tests can't find out what's wrong they sent him home to die with us I'm thinking now I'm angry because I've spent all this money and still haven't got a solution. And then sad because a cat can't stand and drink and he's just lying there going to die. But our Rachel, how old was she? About 10 or 11 or something? About, about 9 or 10. And so she says, I'm going to pray. She goes over and puts a little hand and prays in Jesus' name for the Simba the cat. About half an hour later, Mary Lynn hears this. There's the cat standing on all fours drinking milk, totally restored. <laughs> I thought, I didn't have faith for a, the cat to get ill, but Rachel, yes. We found out a few weeks later, one of the neighbors said, oh yeah, that cat was fighting with my cat and, and I heard this noise, they fell off the roof and normally a cat will land on his feet but because they were entangled in fight, it landed on its head. And split its and and, then, and when I went and felt the the head, I could feel this ridge where it had obviously broken its skull, and it had swollen. That's why its legs were. It was like a stroke, and so the brain was swollen. But when it went down, it returned to normal. Lived for sixteen and a half years. 
It's gone to heaven three years ago. Are there other animals in heaven? I'm not sure. <laughs> We're not going to go there because I'll be in trouble. <laughs> How do we get down that track? Oh, yeah, faith. Faith with families. How awesome when kids pray, when families pray and we work together. How awesome is it when a life group gets together and they just hang on and believe for a breakthrough in a family or a situation? Every week they say, we're going to believe. How awesome is it a church when we get together and the faith's multiplied and the presence of God comes and faith and breakthrough happens, not only for people here, but across our city and our community. I want to say, when we exercise faith, it's a prayer, it's a word, it's an action, it's a believing. How awesome is our God? Let's stand in His presence. Faith. Faith is. What are you believing for? Faith works by love. Remember it says, those who have faith, there's a reward. Some of us have got great rewards in our lives. You look in the natural thing, how on earth, financially, I look back over my life and think, how, how have we got this and this and this? It, the sums don't quite add up. I don't know how many times you go to accountants, get your tax done, Christian business people and men and women of God, and they look at the figure and say, this doesn't add up. What do you mean doesn't add up? Well, you've got this and this and you realize God's been there somehow multiplying things. You know? Limitations physically. And we sometimes we have long-term challenges where we want the miracles and the suddenlies. Sometimes the greatest answer to faith is grace to keep walking through so your test becomes a testimony. So whether God turns it around and the, the miracle happens... Or whether it's a long-term journey where you're growing and maturing and people watch and say, how can you keep praising God when this is still happening? Say, well, God is my God and I trust Him every day. Isn't God awesome? Let's lift your hand and just thank Him right now. I want you to thank God for the journey of faith that many of us have walked for years or months or decades. And I want you to think about what is your faith challenge right now? What is your faith challenge right now? Maybe there's a a situation that is overwhelming in the natural. Or you don't know how to work it out. Or there's health issues. Or there's challenges. But right now, I want you to reach up and say, God, by faith, I believe you're going to make a way through. By faith, I'm going to believe, Lord, for our family to be made whole. By faith, I'm going to believe for your strength and courage. Lord, for provision and breakthrough. Lord, I pray for wisdom. Oh, by faith. By faith, have faith in God constantly, the Word of God says. Lord, I'm a man or a woman of faith, but I've been really wrestling and and been overcome. But today, I declare by faith, you are my provider. Oh, you're a good, good father. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. 